Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Lately. I am your host, Michael Peterson. I hope you're all having a great day. I'm trying to, as you guys may know already, I am remote. I'm not on the West Coast. I'm actually in my home state of Iowa, and right now it is looking like a blizzard outside. We are expected to have 8 to 12 inches of snow by the time it ends somewhat early tomorrow morning. Uh, so obviously I'm going to be cooped up, nothing to do but talk some Chargers. So here we are. We're going to talk about the new coaching staff here for the Chargers today. That's what today's show is about. We're going to go over uh, Brandon Staley real quick. Obviously he's been hired for about a little over a week now. Um, talk about kind of my thoughts from his press conference, his introductory press conference, which was amazing. Just, you know, quick teaser. He was phenomenal. It was everything that you would want in a head coach. He said, I think everything correctly in things that you didn't expect him or want him to say. He also said those types of things as well. I absolutely loved it. Had a great time being on the call with all the other Chargers media. We're going to talk about the rest of the staff as well. We officially have all three coordinators for the Chargers. As of now, they are Joe Lombardi, former Saints quarterbacks coach, comes over to be the OC under Staley. We have uh, Ronaldo Hill, a former 10-year NFL safety, played for four different teams. He's been the defensive backs coach for the Broncos the past two seasons. Him and Staley were together on the defensive staff under Vic Fangio in the 2019 season. 
And then we've got Darius Swinton the second. He is the team's special teams coordinator. He's had a few different stops, including the Niners and the Bears, where he was also there with Coach Staley, I believe, in that 2017 season. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into this, guys. Brandon Staley. He's your head coach. He is going to lead the Chargers into the future in year 2021 and hopefully for the foreseeable future, obviously. You know, if, if things work out, him and Justin Herbert are with the Chargers for their entire careers. Um, at least Justin Herbert's career part of me. Obviously, Staley is very young at 38 years old. He is the third youngest head coach in the NFL. A member, he is also four years removed from being the defensive coordinator for a Division three school in John Carroll. Right, like you want to talk about a meteoric rise through the coaching ranks, Staley has done that. In his four years in the NFL, he's been with the Bears during the 2017 and 2018 seasons. That was when he was working under then defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. When Fangio was hired to be the Broncos head coach for the 2019 season, Staley followed, still coached the outside linebackers like he did with the Bears. And then after one year of doing that with Denver, he was hired to be the Rams defensive coordinator during the 2020 season. And in this 2020 season, he led the defense, which was full of a bunch of guys from late round picks, undrafted players, reclamation projects like Leonard Floyd. Yes, he had Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, two of arguably the best defenders in the NFL, uh, but he turned them into the number one defense, number one in yardage, number one in scoring, number one in pass defense, and third in rushing defense. I mean, a bunch of dudes, besides Donald and Ramsey, it was kind of a bunch of guys you probably never really heard of their names, especially if you're a casual fan. That's what he did in his lone season as a defense coordinator in the NFL. While with the Bears, he was able to coach guys like Khalil Mack. Obviously, he saw Floyd there as well. With the Broncos, he had Vaughn Miller. He had Bradley Chubb. With the Rams again, Donald Ramsey and others. So in his four years, Staley coached or was around so much elite talent, so many all pro nods, Pro Bowl nominations, that you know, many coaches in the NFL will coach, you know, 10, 20 years and, and maybe not be around that cumulative talent, right? It's absolutely amazing, which is why during the press conference, one of my questions was just, you know, look at the people you've been around, the type of players that you've been able to coach. And like, what did you learn from these players that maybe made you a better defensive coordinator? And Staley really took the time to think about my question. And, you know, he was really adamant that a guy like Khalil Mack taught him more as a player than he ever did as his position coach. And I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome for a young coach to understand that, you know, despite not having the wealth of experience, um, that he, he's able to listen and open his ears to his players who have obviously been there, done that, and have know what it takes to be successful at their position and to work synergistically with their position coach is absolutely awesome. And that kind of goes into something else I want to talk about with Staley is one of the biggest things with him is he's a big proponent of relationships. He needs relationships to be strong. He, he really encourages them and wants to have the best with everybody. It doesn't mean if your players, your coaching staff, the auxiliary staff in, in the building, I mean, everybody. And that plays along with how he wants to run a defense. He wants, you know, a defense needs to be communicative. They need to be great at communicating with each other because how do you expect to be one of, if not the top defense in the NFL, if you aren't on top of your assignments, which includes court, uh, coordinating, communicating with your, your teammates on the field with you and being on top of your jobs, play in and play out. I think that's amazing. I think lack of communication is a problem for many things um, in the world. I think it's the biggest 
uh, reason that people have frustration and, and, and just problems in general, whether it's you know football or not, is just a lack of communication. I think that's what it comes down to um, at the end of the day. Brandon Staley is super smart. He's obviously being coveted as this uh, genius, almost like the defensive Sean McVay, right? He's incredibly genuine. That's one thing I got from his press conference. This guy cares. Genuinely, he's excited. His thoughts were not coach speak. That's what probably the most refreshing thing about the press conference was there was an extreme lack of what you would consider coach speak, regurgitated answers that you'd expect when you ask a certain question to coaches because they hear these questions all the time. So, you know, what do you want to do on defense against these people? What do you want to do on offense against this defense? Like, it's a lot of regurgitated questions, which means there's a lot of regurgitated answers. And for Staley to go out of his way to give these answers, you know, some thought before he spoke, like he wanted his words to have intent, was just amazing to hear. Super thoughtful. You know, uh, Brandon Staley is a cancer survivor. He had Hodgkin's lymphoma, I believe he was. It was 22 when he first was uh, diagnosed with that. He had the um, just incredibly sad news. His mother passed away from cancer when he was still in college. His dad is a two-time survivor of, I believe it was prostate cancer. And he called his family a cancer family, which is also super sad in and of itself, right? So for him to, to still have the amount of positivity, optimism, just overall excitement to be where he is, is amazing. And he unprompted gave a shout out to ESPN's Shelly Smith. She is their their Chargers beat writer for for ESPN, um, who is also a cancer survivor. You know, blew, blew her a kiss, waved. You know, she's sitting in there in the corner of my Zoom, hasn't asked a question yet, but was just awesome to understand that he he knows that there's things bigger than this moment. You know, he's being introduced as the head coach, the new head coach, third youngest in the NFL of the Los Angeles Chargers, and he's able to kind of break away from that zone to shout out Shelly Smith and, and you know show her some acknowledgement of two people who've been through you know such a terrible disease and just been through rough circumstances and and you know these survivors that they are was just really really cool. So I do I do believe Staley's the right guy. I do. You know, as much as Arthur Smith really intrigued me, Brian Dable, I think they got the right guy. Now, there have been some reports that the Chargers actually were not willing to wait another week to hire Brian Dable. Obviously, he was still in the playoffs. His Bills just lost to the Chiefs uh, yesterday. Now, I believe that to a degree. Yes, I, I think Dable was maybe high on their list, but this week is the Senior Bowl. Now, that's a big deal for this Chargers franchise. Anthony Lynn was big on Senior Bowl players. He's uh, he, While him and Telesco were together, they averaged about three Senior Bowl participants per draft, at least over the last three or four years. If they didn't hire a head coach, get all these people in place prior to this week, they would have probably missed out on a lot of information. This whole experience of seeing some of the top players in the country play this week, I just think they, they didn't want to do that whatsoever. So I'm not against them, you know, the idea that they rushed this hire. I think they rushed into the correct one. I think maybe if they'd waited and possibly hired Brandon Dable, I think maybe that could have been the wrong choice. This franchise for a long time now has decided to go after hot young OCs um, or just whoever, not young, I guess, but just whoever the hot OC is, right? Whoever's killing it with their team, scoring a bunch of points. And yes, you kind of looked at Brian Dable and were like, that what's, excuse me, that is what the Chargers need. I, at the end of the day, I think they got a guy who is also, you know, again, he's a genius defensively. But 
During the press conference, Tom Telesco said during the interview with, with Brandon Staley, the second one, the in-person interview, he said at one point he forgot that they were interviewing a former defensive coordinator because of how well fleshed out his offensive game plan was. He's a head coach. He needs to be on top of all three phases of the game, something that we and many people felt that Anthony Lynn was not on top of. You know, he, he, he had some ideas on defense, but he was an offensive head coach. Like if you asked him a lot of defensive questions, he wasn't going to be um, the guy to really answer that the way you would want answered. Now, I believe Brandon Staley is ready and willing and able in all three phases of football. That's why I think they got the right guy. It's not just a young hot OC in hopes that he makes the right call on defense and on special teams. I think Brandon Staley is going to have his hands dipped into all three phases. He's going to call defense uh, for this team. He's going to make the calls. It's not going to be Ronaldo Hill. Staley's going to make the calls on defense. Now, Staley's also going to help and have a big hand in creating the offense around Justin Herbert. He said he doesn't want to force Herbert into an offensive system and hope it works out. They're going to build collectively an offense around Justin Herbert, taking Herbert's thoughts and opinions in it as well. Why they're doing that is if Justin Herbert continues to get his former OC's jobs, right? Shane Steichen has an offensive coordinator job now with the Eagles. If Lombardi has a really good time uh, and Herbert pops off in 2021 or 2022, Lombardi might go get a head coaching job somewhere. And if this is built through Brandon Staley, then the offense isn't going to change when an offensive coordinator leaves. They're going to be able to continue building the offense and continue playing the type of offense that Herbert knows. That's why I love that so much. Staley's going to have his hand in it. And just because an offensive coordinator leaves doesn't mean the offense changes. I think Staley's really going to be the, the mastermind behind it. And he's going to work with Lombardi. And regardless if Lombardi's here in a year or two, the offense is going to stay the same. You know, he. I think the quote was, the quarterback becomes the system. I think that's a great way to look at it. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We're going to go ahead and move on to talk about the coordinators, and we're going to talk about these guys in order. First being Darius Swinton. He was the first coordinator hired under Brandon Staley. Now, Swinton spent the 2016 season as the special teams coordinator with the 49ers. In 17, he was the assistant coordinator with the Bears. That was when he was there with Staley. He was an offensive assistant with the Lions in 2018 before picking up a fellowship special teams something or other. I apologize. It's basically an internship with the Cardinals in 19 and then became the assistant special teams coordinator in 2020. Now, I don't have the the DVOAs for the special teams or like that type of metric to kind of paint this picture of what um, of how good the, you know the special teams was compared to the Chargers. But we obviously know the Chargers special teams unit has been really bad, if not the worst. Obviously, the last couple of years, they were most definitely the worst in 2020. But let's just kind of go by by their return numbers, some of their players that uh, you know he had with the Bears and, and the Cardinals. Now, this past season, Chase Edmonds was their kick returner. He returned eight ki 18 kicks for 417 yards with a long of 54. 
That's a 23.2 yards per, per return, excuse me, average. In 2017, he had Tariq Cohen. He was their punt returner and kick returner. As a punt returner, he had 29 returns for 272 yards and one touchdown, also at a 9.4 yards uh, per return average. As a kick returner, 26 for 583, had a 22.4 average. Now, let's compare that to the Chargers in 2020. KJ Hill returned the most punts for the Chargers, 12 for only 83. That is only a 6.9 average, almost three yards less per return than Tariq Cohen did in 2017. No touchdowns. Kick return. Kick return duties were kind of split between Nasir Adderley and rookie Joe Reed this year. Reed started uh, 21 returns for 435 yards, no touchdowns, a long of 46, and an average of 20.7. Nasir Adderley had 11 returns for 318. He had two long returns. Um, he had a 76-yard long, and then he had another one that I believe was for about 53 yards. So his numbers are a little blown up because of those, but his average of 28.9 is still very solid. Who knows where that average would have landed if he was the, the returner all season long. We have no idea, but it looks like Adderley is probably the guy going forward. I don't know what's going to happen to Joe Reed. You know, he was drafted to be the kick returner for the Chargers, and it, he just didn't look like the type of guy that they needed. You know, give him a year to develop. Maybe he comes more of an offensive weapon. If, if Staley likes what he sees there, there potentially, you know, it could be a much more of an involved year for Reed. But we won't know for a long time. So obviously looking at Reed's return average, 20.7 compared to 22.4, 23.2. Hill's average of 6.9 as a punt returner compared to 9.4 for Cohen. It just, obviously where Swinton's been, they've had much more success on returns. I think just plainly, these numbers kind of paint that picture. So I'm not telling you, you know, it's this huge upgrade. The Chargers are going to have one of the best special teams units in the NFL going forward. It, that's not the case. But even a middle-of-the-ground, middle-of-the-NFL unit is a huge upgrade compared to how bad the Chargers have been. Top 10 offense, top 10 defense in 2020, rock-bottom special teams that probably held them back from numerous wins this year. I mean, this is a good thing. It's not something to be terribly excited about. Again, you don't have to be jumping you know, through the roof at this hire. You can be kind of questionable about it. Um, I think that's very understandable. But... I still think, you know, be positive. I think there's no reason to not be positive, and I don't think there's really any reason to be negative about this whatsoever. Time will tell. I think no matter what, this special teams unit is going to be better. Moving on, we've got Joe Lombardi, former Saints quarterbacks coach, had been with them from 2007 to 13, then spent two years as a Lions OC from 14 to 15, and then came back to the Saints as QB's coach from 16 all the way to this past season in 2020. So, obviously, this was the first of the big two. You know, offensive, defensive coordinator. We got our offensive coordinator. People were going to point at the 2014 and 15 Lions and say he wasn't that good. These are the numbers that you need to know from those two seasons. In 2014, the Lions were the 22nd team in points and scoring. They were 19th in yards, 12th in passing, and 28th in rushing. In 2015, 18th in points. 20th in yards, 9th in passing, and 32nd in rushing. So it's safe to say the Chargers are probably going to pass the football. 
Yes, I think they're going to still run the ball. They're going to be balanced. I mean, that's kind of what good football teams do, unless you're the Bills who barely run the football and just throw for a ton of yards. You know, maybe that's the case. Who knows? But this is going to be a team that leans heavier into the passing game than the rushing game. I think that's a fairly safe bet. Again, there isn't like an offense that we can point to with with Lombardi and say this is what the Chargers are going to run. Remember what I talked about with Staley. They're going to build an offense for Herbert. If Herbert liked certain concepts and plays and ideas and stuff from you know his first season in the NFL underneath Steichen, maybe we're going to see some similarities. But past that, this team is going to pass the football. Lastly, we're going to talk about new defensive coordinator Ronaldo Hill. Hill is a 10-year NFL safety, playing with the Broncos, Raiders, Dolphins, and Cardinals, was formerly a 7th round pick out of Michigan State of the Arizona Cardinals. In those 10 years, he had almost 600 total tackles, he had 60 pass breakups, and finished his time in uh, the NFL with 19 interceptions. Now, when he started getting into coaching, he started as a grad assistant at the University of Wyoming. There, he grew into a defensive backs coach, where then he moved on to coach defensive backs at the University of Pittsburgh. And then he started in the NFL as an assistant DBs coach with the Miami Dolphins back in 2018. Now, 2018, the Dolphins weren't uh, the most amazing team in the world, but their defensive backs totaled 15 interceptions during that season, seven from Xavier Howard. Uh, he had two from Minka Fitzpatrick and six from another pair of, of safeties and cornerbacks. Their, the names are, are, are blanking me right now unless I have them right here. No, I do not. But 15 interceptions, again, nothing to scoff at whatsoever. After the 2018 season with Miami, he moved on to the Broncos. So in, in 2019 and 2020, he was the team's defensive backs coach. And, and Staley, during his press conference as well, when he named all the elite players, these outstanding players that he'd been able to be around uh, in his four years in the NFL, he did name Justin Simmons. And he talked about how Simmons became a, a second-team All-Pro in 2019, was nominated to the Pro Bowl this year in 2020. And I'm, so I'm not surprised that they looked to Hill, who was essentially the guy to help develop Simmons into the player that he's become the past two seasons. Simmons had five interceptions this past year. I think he may have had four or five the year before in 2019. So why not again go after the guy who, who's shown to be a developer of talent, especially at, the, at a crucial position like uh, defensive backs in which the Chargers have a wealth of talent in, right? As of now, Casey Hayward, Mike Davis, Chris Harris, Derwin James, Nasir Adderley, Rayshon Jenkins. I mean, this is a good athletic secondary full of people that can make plays. And if, you know, Staley's calling the play, so it's not like Hill's coming in and it's going to be Hill's defense, but I think they picked a guy that is good with players, obviously being a former NFL player himself, 10 years, right? So he has that experience, he has that relatability with his players, and, you know, this is a guy who's just going to help Brandon Staley put his goals, his dreams, his strategies, his defense, you know, into motion. And I think that's the best thing we could have asked for. It's just a guy to make Staley a better defensive coordinator, to be a better uh, controller of this team's defense. I think it's phenomenal. You know, again, these aren't coaches where you're jumping up and down, um, celebrating, really moving the needle, but there's connections here. Um, Darius Swinton, again, was with Staley in Chicago in 2017. Joe Lombardi, 
coached defensive line to begin his career at Dayton University, which is where Staley played quarterback a few years later. They were together for one year at Mercyhurst College in 2005 when Lombardi was the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator there in the lone year that Staley was the quarterback for Mercyhurst. And then finally, Ronaldo Hill. They spent time together 2019 with the Denver Broncos. So Staley, again, Staley is going to be the mastermind across this entire coaching staff. He basically brought in guys he's got good rapport with, he's got good connections that he knows are going to help him flesh out his goals and plans for the Los Angeles Chargers in 2021 and moving forward. I think we can't discredit or fail to acknowledge the the synergy that we expect this coaching staff to have. Uh, Tom Telesco said that he plans or expects Brandon Staley's staff to become one of the elite staffs in the entire NFL, if not 2021 and 2022 or sometime here in the near future. And I think the way you do that is you give Staley the opportunity to bring in his guys. These are Staley's guys. A lot of coaches came into jobs, coordinators, head coaching positions in the past who maybe weren't the most exciting thing in the world, but they ended up being the right guys. And I think the Chargers nailed it on the head with Brandon Staley. Well, that wraps up the today's show, guys. Really hope you enjoyed listening to that. Just again, going over the coordinators, going over my thoughts of all of them, Staley, Swinton, Lombardi, Hill. We've got the Chargers' main core of their coaching staff. We've got Jay Rogers from the Bears defensive line coach. Not official what his job title is yet. I believe he'll probably coach the defensive line here. Um, Frank Smith, tight ends coach from the the Las Vegas Raiders, coming over to be the run game coordinator. Um, Probably tight ends coach here as well. I'm not entirely sure. Joe Barry comes over to be linebackers coach, probably assistant head coach as well. Again, not entirely sure there. That was a position he held with the Rams. So we've got some pieces here. We've got some pieces. Again, stay patient, have some positivity, because I I don't think at any point so far this offseason, the Chargers have given you any reason to be negative or or pessimistic or anything like that. All right, guys, I'm rambling on at this point. Once again, this has been Chargers Lately. I'm your host, Michael Peterson. If you don't follow me on Twitter yet, go ahead and do that at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. All of my written work is at boltsfromtheblue.com. I have a really long, awesome write-up that I did about Brandon Staley's press conference, the introductory press conference last week that I think you all really, really enjoy. I had a a ton of fun writing it, excuse me. But with that being said, I'll talk to you guys later this week.